Hey folks, this is Jesse Cope, back with another episode of the American Soul Podcast. Hope y'all are doing well, wherever y'all are, and whatever part of the day you're in, I sure do appreciate it that you join me here, and uh, give me a little bit of your time. Hope it helps you get through part of your day, whether it's uh, driving up and down the road, or getting ready for work or sitting in the evening at the dining room table or the porch or conference period or vacuuming, although it might be kind of hard to hear then, I guess, or dishes or changing diapers, although that would involve screaming children probably, so maybe not that either. But hopefully it gives you gives you a little something to pass the time at least Gives you a few extra tools for your toolbox, as we say in the Marine Corps, and maybe helps our country just a little bit. One of our cats is sitting outside surveying their domain, I'm sure, trying to find some poor hapless mouse. Or maybe a chick. We lost a couple chicks again recently, and it wasn't to heat. Something reached in one part of the coop, and they were right by the door or wherever this little entrance was. They couldn't pull the body out, but they they skinned all the feathers and off the neck. It was really weird. But we put some bricks in that hole and... So we'll see. Hopefully it will keep them away. have a feeling it was a possum or raccoon, Lord, raccoons. At any rate, Father, thank you for today. Thank you for you and your Son, Jesus Christ, and your Holy Spirit. Thank you for the rain that we know is coming at some point. Thank you for your love. Thank you for the forgiveness of our sins through your Son, Jesus Christ. Thank you for the example, Father, that you've given us via your Son, Jesus Christ, and the example of so many who have gone before us, men and women, in our own lives and in the life of our nation. Forgive us our fears, our cowardice, our unbelief. Help us to overcome them. Help us to trust in you. And lean on you and not our own understanding. And God, my words, please, Father, and watch over all the people that listen to and share this podcast. Bless them and their families. In your son's name we pray. Amen. Go back to uh, Samuel Adams again. For sure at least one more day. Maybe two. Uh, Real quick, this last quote again. Neither the wisest constitution nor the wisest laws will secure the liberty and happiness of a people whose manners are universally corrupt. Just, I've done a much poorer job than Mr. Adams of explaining this, at least not as eloquently. But, folks, it doesn't matter who we elect or what laws we make. If we don't turn back to God, it's a short-term, temporary gain at best. 
School choice today, this, this school choice push is a great example of that. The bottom line core problem with public education today is that we've taken God out of it. Everything else, every other problem in education stems from that. And there's a lot of them, but they all go back to that. School choice gives parents the option to put God back in the education of their children. But if we as a nation don't have the vast majority of our children educated in a Christ-centered system, whether that system is homeschool or public school or private school, charter school, whatever it is, we're going to have the same problems. I think there's a lot of people, particularly on the conservative side, so-called, that think that if we just had the right politician in place or the right policy in place that really focused on some of these principles of our founding, that we'd be all right. But a number of them want to take the fact that all of those principles, all of our founding went back to the Bible. You can see it in even the little things that that aren't little, but maybe seem little to us today. You know, the fact that Franklin and Jefferson and Adams, when you talk about the seal that they created, I think it was those three, uh, that didn't get adopted, but their seal that they proposed at the beginning was, it was full of references from the Bible. Our Bill of Rights goes back to the Bible, right? From our Constitution. Our Declaration talks openly about God. And and don't be confused, folks. It wasn't Allah or some random deist God. When you look at the makeup of the men that signed the Declaration, the men that ratified the Constitution overwhelmingly, over 90% overwhelmingly, right? We're Christian. Different denominations, which is why the First Amendment was written, not to make other false religions or atheism equal to Christianity, but to keep the different denominations from being favored by the state, right? So it doesn't matter. What Adams is saying here is it doesn't matter what we do if we are a corrupt, immoral people. And you see that in a lot of other quotes, I think. Patrick Henry, one of his quotes, uh, John Adams is a great quote about, you know, our Constitution was made only for a moral and religious people. It's wholly unfit for any others. I think Patrick Henry, if it was him, the quote was, you know, the use that our people make of these blessings of God, if, if they're good, the nation will be great. If they're contrary, if they're a bad people, it's going to be horrible. I'm paraphrasing horribly. All right, so... Sam Adams, he therefore is the truest friend to liberty of his country, who tries most to promote its virtue, and who, so far as his power and influence extend, 
will not suffer a man to be chosen into any office of power and trust who is not a wise and virtuous man. The sum of all is, if we would most truly enjoy this gift of heaven, let us become a virtuous people. We cannot keep this country, folks, if we are not a virtuous people. And that's not easy. It's something hard, and we don't like hard today. We don't like pain. I, I'm right there with you. I don't like hard things. I want everything to be easy. I want everything to be handed to me. Right? Nobody enjoys pain and hardship. But the lessons that it teaches are vital. And if we don't use those lessons, those opportunities from God to develop virtue in ourselves by, by looking at God and His commands and His Son Jesus Christ and His commands, then, then we can't have, as Adam says here, you know, we're going to lose liberty. And, and the truest friend, if you really want to know, there's a great sermon that my pastor gave a couple weeks ago talking about how do you really know if you're following Jesus Christ? And it was based on an old Wesleyan ser sermon from... I don't even know what year. But he talked about how do you know if somebody follows Jesus Christ, if you're following, really following Christ? Well, you look at your actions, basically. You look at do you follow the commands that Christ laid out? Are you kind and patient? And he said patient about three or four times. Do you love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength? Do you love your neighbor as yourself? Do you, do you do things out of obligation? Which there's, there's a place for that, folks. Sometimes when you just can't find the motivation to do something that you know is right, you do it anyway. And eventually the feelings often come. You know, it's like working out. Some days when you really don't want to, you just go ahead and do it anyway. Well, it's the same with our faith. There's... Some days, you know, I don't feel like reading my Bible. I don't feel like sitting there and praying, talking to God. But you do it anyway. And the more you do that, the more you develop that relationship, the more you develop that sense of, I want to go and talk to God. I need to go and read my Bible. Because it becomes part of you. It develops that relationship between you and God and it's something that you actually do start to long for by the way the same principle applies in your marriages you don't really feel like loving your spouse whether that's sitting and talking to them or going for a walk with them or listening to them right having sex with them whatever it is that makes your spouse feel loved You do that stuff anyway, and sometimes you do it when you don't feel like doing it. But those feelings come. It, it has become 
I can give you my own example right now. Not the example of a premier husband early on in our marriage. At all. Uh, like probably sometimes the best example of what not to do as a husband early on. And I'm not saying, folks, because some of y'all, this is such a nasty topic often. I'm not saying that my wife was perfect. I'm just talking about myself right now, okay? But I finally learned this to apply it in marriage, and I started to. And what happened over the years is those, those times when I saw an opportunity to love my wife on a daily basis, those things quit becoming a trial. And it became something that I looked forward to for, for multiple different reasons, right? And so you go all the way back full circle to this quote from Samuel Adams. If we really want liberty, we've got to promote virtue. We've got to turn to God, to heaven, as he says, and look to those commands of Christ. October 4th, 1790. Samuel Adams wrote to his cousin, John Adams, who was then the vice president, let divinians and philosophers, statesmen and patriots, unite their endeavors to renovate the age by impressing the minds of men with the importance of educating their little boys and girls, of inculcating in their minds the fear and love of the deity and universal philanthropy, and, in subordination to these great principles, the love of their country, of instructing them in the art of self-government, without which they never can act a wise part in the government of societies great or small. In short, of leading them in the study and practice of the exalted virtues of the Christian system. On October the 18th, 1790, John Adams replied, You and I agree. <laughs> God, folks, the education of our children in Christianity... If you've listened to this podcast any length of time, you see this again and again. Benjamin Rush, Samuel Adams, John Adams, Thomas Jefferson chose the Bible as, as one of two primary textbooks, the other one being a Christian textbook. Again and again and again, you see this. Christ is the center of our country and this, this requirement to educate our children, to give them real knowledge, useful knowledge that is Christ-centered as the only way to protect our liberties, our freedom, our republic. That's it, folks. Everything goes back to that. God bless y'all. God bless your families. God bless America. God bless your marriages. We'll talk to y'all again real soon, folks. Looking forward to it.